um, the things that we need to learn about the life of Elijah. And this is um, now um, the fourth uh, part of it. <clears throat> First Kings chapter 17. First Kings chapter 17. <clears throat> Let's all stand, please, if you can. Let's all stand. And um, 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 17 to 24. Let's read this responsibly. I will read verse number 17. You respond verse number uh, 18. And all the way to verse number 24 being the last um, verse. We will read that all together. Verse 17, the Bible says, And it came to pass, um, after these things, that the son of the woman... The mistress of the home of the house fell sick, and his uh, sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. She said to Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to the And he said unto her, Give me thy son, uh, and he took um, and he took him out of her bosom, and carried him up into a loft. Uh, where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. Together, verse number 24. And the woman said to Elijah, Now I see I know that I am a man of God, and that the word of the Lord is truth. Our Father in heaven, bless your word this time, Lord. And once again, Lord, we thank you for um, your favor upon us. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to come tonight. I pray that your Holy Spirit will begin to work and that our hearts are ready to receive your instruction and receive your uh, the principles, Lord, that we need to learn in our lives. Bless, Lord, your people once again. Thank you for your faithfulness to come even in this evening service. And bless all of us tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please be seated. Now, as you um, follow this um, series that uh, we had, um, we talked about uh, Elijah and the situation there uh, of the woman when Elijah was first uh, arrived to the place in Sarifah and Elijah was um, asking for water and um, the woman, you know, um, trying to provide what Elijah would want to ask and um, then later on Elijah was asking for a morsel of bread or just a small amount of bread and the woman disclosed to Elijah uh, the problem the problem that they are facing and the situation was so severe uh, after one year of uh, drought there's no rain there's no food around there's little water but there's no more um, flour there's no more um, oil and what have, have been left was those little amount of flour, little amount of oil. And uh, the woman, perhaps together with the family, uh, braced the future and that the future 
uh, would be so bad for them that they, they are thinking of dying because there's no more food around. And Elijah was asking, um, you know, the woman to, to do the, you know, uh, bake that um, uh, cake and, and give me first. Give me a little first. Do not eat anything from it. Give me first. And, and, and he, she, he encouraged the woman to just um, do it and then give me first and the Lord um, will, will provide the food that you need. And again, it happened. The woman believed on, on Elijah, and Elijah um, was so blessed uh, in that uh, part of uh, the, 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 the town in Saripath because the Lord uh, performed that miracle. And the woman also uh, was saved uh, from starvation and the family. And they, they are there. And it seems like that is now the the place or a new home for Elijah because there is this provision of God and the Lord so faithfully providing the needs um, every single meal, every single day, um, the Lord has provided the need of the woman because the woman believed um, the word of Elijah. And, and again, um, they have now arrived to that, they are, they are settled and it seems like the Lord has provided all their needs and everything was now becoming so easy yeah, and the life of the woman is uh, all the troubles of the woman has now been solved were they really sold <laughs> is it really the end of the story no no because as you can see here it's not really a good uh, situation now because this time they have encounter this problem we do not know what cost of this death we we do not know what what's um, you know uh what happened to this child and uh this child the bible says here it's very sick so sore and that there's no breath left in him and in other words this child now is dead he is dead and because of that the problems now that the woman pays is more than the you know more than the previous one so here you see um both of these people here mentioned in this scenario the woman and also elijah both of these people are believers elijah believe in god the woman also believe in god and both of them now they live by faith because every single meal, when they finish their meal, there's none there. There's no more flour there. But come the, ne the next meal, the flour will, will arrive again. The flour will, still, will be there again for them to survive for the next meal. So again, these people here, they all live by faith. They have, they have faith in God. And, and again, the, the problem, just like you and I, each one of us here tonight, we all believe in God. And be careful with that because that is not the end of the story. All of us that believe in God will face the testing. If you believe in God tonight, brace yourself that it might be that the Lord will place us, will put us in a place of testing. 
And what, what will be your response when this thing comes? Because here, both of this, Elijah and this woman, both of them, they believe in God, they're so glad that there was a miracle every single meal. They're so happy that they are provided. All the rest of the world are starving. Perhaps every single day, family after family, death visits the homes all over the place, but not in the home. Because the Lord has been providing them every single meal. But they have faith in God, but there is this testing that comes their way. You see, if we are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have to expect testing. I'm not saying that you pray for testing to come. In fact, we will, we will ask the Lord, please, Lord, do not put me into testing. Do not put me into testing because I do not know my faith. I might, I might falter there. I might, I, I might not be able to stand. Lord, please do not put me in testing. That's our prayer. We don't want testing. Who wants to be, who wants to, who wants to suffer? But in saying that, we don't want to suffer, but if suffering comes, if suffering comes, for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ, we'll take it. We'll take it. The Lord Jesus Christ said, Father, take this cup from me, but not my will be done, but thine be done. In other words, what he's saying, Father, do not put me into this cup of suffering, but if you, if you place me there, I will take it. The same thing with us. We, we don't want testing in our lives. We don't want sufferings in our lives. We, we don't like it. But if the Lord will place us there, by the grace of God, we will take it. Without grudging. Without resentment. Because we know that God, whatever God is doing, God is only doing it for good. For all things. You know? Work together for good. To them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. You see, by the way, uh, we will give uh, space for the for the baby. We want, you know, uh, the baby is very important in our uh, service. Because if it's so quiet, I, I would be like people are sleeping. <laughs> but if there's a baby around and the baby will start to cry, uh, that's another story. <laughs> uh, Alright. Again, the testing comes and it is not easy. This is not easy. But we know that the Lord is always in control in every situation in our lives. In Philippians chapter 1 verse number 29. The Bible says here, for unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe in on him, but also to suffer for his sake. I tell you, the, the imagination of suffering, it's really bearable in our mind. No, we suffer for the Lord, that's okay. But when we come to the point of suffering, I think it might change. Our minds might change. Why I say that? Because before, I, I was not afraid to die. I was not afraid to suffer. You know, if I suffer for the Lord, that's fine. And, and 
again, it's really fine, but the thing is, when you come to maybe to my um, part now in this in this stage of life, I have I have children, I have uh, young children. You begin to think, Lord, <laughs> I don't want to die. Why? Because you have that fear. What will happen to, to the children if you will die early? Before, when, when uh, I was single, I don't, I don't care. I don't care if, if, if I die. You know, we, we had a, uh, I entered the training in the um, 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 fire, fire department training for four months. Um, I, I'm not scared at all. I, have, I, I, I don't fear anything. But when I have children of my own, then the whole thing changed. The same thing here. We have to understand that um, the Lord Jesus Christ, if you, if you believe in him, we are, we are called to brace ourselves for the coming suffering perhaps. And that suffering um, can be because of our faith. There are a lot of uh, people in the Bible that we can really see their sufferings and uh, their testings, the testings of their faith, uh, the psalmists, the apostles, uh, the early believers, and the, uh, we heard of the story about the Puritans, the, uh, the people who believe in God and they were persecuted, the Baptists, the Anabaptists, and persecuted by the, by the Calvinists. So all those um, people who stood for the Lord Jesus Christ and um, they are, they are uh, persecuted in their faith. They, they really face that um, very, very um, difficult, difficult uh, situation. And it is really sad that, you know, um, many of them died and, and many of them also escaped death uh, and many fled and, and departed from the faith because of the testing. So here, um, this whole matter of faith this, this, uh, testing, um, the Lord wants us to see this so that we can see ourselves in here. What is our response in this kind of situation when this, when this testing arrives, when these um, problems in our lives as, be, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ arrive in our lives? And there's several things that we need to learn um, this evening. If we are believers in the Lord, men and women, um, faithful believers of the Lord Jesus Christ, and imagine yourself, you are the one living in this town of Sarifat, and, and again, you, you, you have this situation around you, and then um, you have to expect, as God wants you to expect, the testing, and um, you live by faith, and while living by faith, comes along this testing, difficult testing. And what is your response to this? Because uh, whether you like it or not, our faith will be tested. Why? Because there is this trial of faith. This trial of faith in verse number 17, in our text, it's indicated there, and notice here, this, this testing is unexpected. Although we are supposed to expect, but this problem comes unexpected. Notice again verse number 17. It says, um, 
First Kings chapter 17, verse number 17. And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick, and his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. Unexpected. And again, it's not told there what, what caused the sickness, but perhaps, you know, people can get sick. And we, we, we expect that people can get sick, but never in our mind that people can, can die in their sickness. If we have family members that, that are sick, we hope that, you know, um, um, our, our, our sick uh, members of the family can recover. And we expect them to recover. In fact, we, we expect everyone to recover. But here, this child, the, the sickness was so severe that the Bible tells us there that there's no more breath in him. He died because of that very severe um, sickness, and that sickness is unexpected, and it came uh, in a very severe manner. The child not only just uh, became ill, but eventually, the Bible tells us here in a sad way that there's no more breath left in him. And this happened to a mother who had already bereaved of her husband. Now, the child was young. The child was still small. So therefore, it's not long time ago that she bereaved of her husband. That means the husband died not many, not long time ago. So after the death of her husband, all her hopes of the future now um, in, the, in, in the life of her child, in the life of her son. But all of a sudden, the son died also. This woman already bereaved of her husband, now lost also her son. And this is a kind of situation that we cannot understand. Now the woman is already saved. Now the woman is already a believer uh, in God. The woman is already a child of God. And now comes this chastening. And this chastening is so severe. <clears throat> Very severe that we could not understand why this has happened. But I will tell you. These trials happen to this woman. And these trials happen for a purpose. There is a reason to this. There is a purpose. God, why uh, he allowed this to happen to this woman? And again, the, happen, uh, the, the things happening to this woman did not come by chance. It's not by chance or random. Uh, this is, I believe, you know, um, it, it, uh, God is in full control of the situation. The Lord allowed this to happen to this woman despite of the woman being already down and and, and, and very sad about the passing of her husband and now this time the son has has died also in other words the Lord knows it all the Lord knows all this situation and 
Our, our God knows how to solve this problem. If the, if the child, you know, did not recover, that would be very sad. But I believe, you know, the Lord has um, um, purpose in that. And in 1 Kings chapter 12, um, verse 34, you, 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 will see, uh, you will see here in verse number 24 of this um, chapter, 1 <clears throat> Kings 12, <clears throat> verse 24, Thus saith the Lord, You shall not go up or fight against your brethren, uh, the children of Israel, return every man to his house, for this thing is from me. They, they hearkened therefore to the word of the Lord and returned to depart according to the word of the Lord. Sometimes, you know, there, there are things happening in our lives that really the Lord has a, has a purpose to that that is directly coming from the Lord and the Lord allowed it and, and, and all we need to do is just listen to what God has said. You have to um, understand that the Lord is working here and if you, if you are a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ, whatever happens to your life, the Lord is in control and He wants to accomplish something and maybe God has um, you know, a, a purpose to that and you just, you just examine yourself. Look inside you. Think of what you have done. Why, why the Lord you know, uh, uh, puts his, his heavy hands on you? Why the Lord is so heavy on you now? Is there anything that you have done? Is there something that um, you have done against the Lord? So you can ask yourself if there is something, problems that come to our life, um, happen to our life. Because that is the purpose of God, for us to realize that um, we are, we are um, you know, uh, doing uh, something maybe against the Lord. First Peter chapter 4, verse number 12. Take a look at this. First Peter chapter 4. <clears throat> verse number 12 it says here beloved think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you sometimes when problems will come you will say that oh, that's strange sometimes we, we, we don't understand then you examine yourself and you see I cannot remember of anything I did that is wrong in the sight of God. You examine your, maybe your prayer life, you pray regularly and there's no evil thoughts in your mind, there's no evil thing that you have done, everything is going well, um, your, your family is doing well, you, you are honest in your work, you don't do anything wrong and there's nothing that you can remember. Um, to cause the Lord to get angry at you and do uh, all this punishment and then that's strange when something wrong happens to our lives and, and you, you try to dig deep into your heart and you cannot find anything where did you go wrong or something um, things that you cannot understand strange things some strange things happen unto you but again, things can happen, bad things can happen to our lives in, in either two ways. Number one, it might be that we have done something wrong against the Lord. Secondly, it might be that the Lord, you know, is testing your faith. 
You have not done anything wrong, and then you have this problem. Or uh, maybe because God wants to be magnified, God wants to be glorified in your life, that even though you have not done something wrong, and still you put your faith in God, and that will glorify God. Because God has found someone that is so faithful, a person just like Job, a man with an upright heart, a man that, that eschewed evil. You know the word eschewed? Can we go there? Um, Job chapter 1. Job chapter 1, is it verse number 1? Yeah. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. By the way, uh, this is not Job. <laughs> we, in the Bible, there are some words there that we don't pronounce in a natural way. <laughs> this is Job, okay? Um, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evils. The word eschewed is stay away, you know? When he sees evil, stay away. When he sees someone, his friends, drinking beer, off he goes. He does not want to stay near temptation. If he sees something, if he goes to that place and he knows that he has a lot of temptation there, a lot of friends there, a lot of people there that will, uh, that will just force him to do something wrong in his sight, wrong in the sight of God, he will not go there. That is a person that is chewed. And another verse in the Bible in the New Testament that says, abstain from all appearance of evil. Now, the word abstain from all appearance of evil is even, even you know, um, um, more grave than someone that is chewed evil. Because that instruction of Apostle Paul is even just in the appearance of evil. Not evil yet, but there is the appearance of evil then. Appearance. But again, you see that um, Job is like this. But notice here in, uh, what the Lord said about this, this person. This person was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. This is the kind of people that God wants. This is the kind of people that God wants to bless. People that is upright, people that really love God, whatever happens. And you know the story of Job, uh, that he has um, uh, ten children, seven sons, three daughters, and all of these children, all of these sons and daughters, they're the most beautiful in all the land there was there's no other girl more beautiful than these three daughters of job and in all the land there's no other boy more handsome than all these seven sons of job and in one day casket number one casket number two casket number three casket number four and ten ten caskets there in the funeral all in one day, all the children of Job, gone, dead. And, and Job could not believe it. Maybe he examined himself. Of course, he would, he would examine himself. Lord, did I, did I do anything wrong in here? And that is really sad. I'll tell you. Um, all the children gone, and, 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 and he was so upright. He, he's, he, he is 
He is escaping sin. He is escaping. Perhaps if he lives in a modern day, if television will just corrupt the minds of his children, no television in the home. If cell phone will corrupt the minds of the children, no cell phone for the children. Yeah. That is how he, you know, he, he lived his life. If the friends of his children can just corrupt their minds, he will not allow his children to go with those friends. That is how he eschewed evil. And Job is like that. But all of a sudden, children gone. He was so rich. He has all oh, thousands of oxen and camels and, 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 and sheep by the thousands. And all of, all of those property gone in one day. And you know the story that Job was the subject of testing because God was so blessed of Job. The Lord was so blessed of Job. There's no one like him. The Bible says there is none like him in the earth. There's no one like Job. There's only one Job that is so faithful to God. And there's no way Satan um, would be able to, 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 to convince Job to fight against God, to, to, uh, to curse God. There's no way and God has proven it. And Satan challenged God. No, no. If you remove that, he loves his children. Look at that. His children having party and Job was praying to God and Job was offering offerings, sin offering. You know what he's offered to the Lord? Sin offering. For what sin? The children's sin? Yes. What's the sin of the children? It might be that in their, in their heart they curse God. It might be. That Job was so, you know, he, was, he must be very certain that his children would never, ever in their lives curse God or fight against God or do against the will of God. That's Job. And it might be that my children, they look good because they're in the church. My children, they look good because they're involved in the ministry. My children, they look good and they, they, they look like spiritual. They look like they, are, they love God, but Job will not buy it. He will offer sin offering the, of the sin that maybe is in their heart. That is, I, I will tell you, there's, I, I like the kind of attitude of Job. He loves his children very much. And Satan sees that, we'll see. Then God allowed it. God allowed it. Job's children dead. And Satan did not succeed um, on that attempt. Then they talk again. See? Have you seen my servant Job? That there is none like him in earth? An upright man. We'll see that how, how God said that. I think verse number four. Or even now. Uh, I think go, go down. Verse number eight. Or six. Verse number six. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also upon them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? And then Satan answered the Lord, and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. 
And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? Wow, God was so proud of Job. The Lord was so blessed of Job. Even though Job did not talk to God in person, even though Job did not see God like Moses saw God, or even uh, 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 Apostle Paul saw God, Job did not have that experience of God, but deep within his heart he believed in God. He believed that there is a God in heaven that is righteous. He believed with all his heart. And he will just act according to that faith in God. And notice here. And he said, And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and a bright man, one that feareth God and is evil. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear, fear God for naught? There is a reason why Job is like that. There is a reason. And he said, um, um, Hast not thou made an hedge about him? God, I mean, Satan knew that every faithful servant of God, every faithful man and woman of God, there is the hedge Amen. around. You know the hedge? We, we, we drove to Fakatani and coming back, and we look at the hedges. Whoa, very tall hedges. It's like a plant tree. Upright, so so high and tall, and it covered the whole the whole plot. No one can go through the hedge. It's so difficult for animals or or people to go through the hedge. You do not know sometimes what's inside the hedge. That is God's protection for every one of us who love the Lord. We have God's hedges. God protected us with hedges. That, Satan understood it, but Satan knew it. You see, has not thou made an hedge about him? And about his house, and about all that he had on every side, that thou hast blessed the world of his hands, and his substance is increasing in the land? Because you protected him, that's why. He is blessed so much because you protected him. Now take away your protection, then he will curse you to your face. Then God said, okay, go ahead, but do not touch his life. And then uh, this happens, and then later on, uh, another occasion of, you know, meeting there, and, and the Lord and Satan talk about Job again. And Job continued to be faithful to God despite of the death of his children, despite of the, uh, of the, um, the, um, the, the loss of his um, property, and He's left with nothing. He's left with nothing. Then Satan said later, because Satan's still not convinced. Why Job would not curse God? And then God said to uh, Satan again the same way. And Satan said to the Lord, uh, skin for skin. Skin for skin. Everything that the man has he will give it away to protect, you know, his body. Touch his body and he will curse you to your face. Then God allowed Satan again. And Job just misery, miserable uh, situation after miserable situation. But again, it won't affect him. I mean, his faith in God remained intact 
and this was time that he was he was like uh, spreading ashes on his body, and and a lot of um, um, boils grew all over his body and from from the sole of his uh, from the top of his crown to the sole of his feet, all boils, boils, everywhere is boils. And then he was there found praying to the Lord. He was still found praying to God. And his wife found him praying to God. And his wife gave up. Could not, could not take it anymore. And his wife advised Job, Job, if I were you, you commit suicide and then and curse God and then commit suicide. Curse God and die. Then Job said to his wife, What? You, you speak as if you know, like the the the, the most um, yeah, wicked woman um, speaks in this world. Would we only accept the good things from the Lord and we will reject the evil? The Bible says, in all this, Job sinned not in his, nor uh, cursed God in, in his heart. And there, the Lord was true that there is really a person like that. There is really a person like that, that despite what, what circumstances they have gone through in this life, they will still love the Lord. Job was one of a kind. And in fact, there is none like him. That's what the Bible says. There is none like him on the earth. One that is um, upright, one that feared, feared, feared God, and eschewed evil. But despite of the righteousness of Job, despite of his uh, you know, um, strength in his faith, despite of the love that he has for his family, the love that he has for his, for his God, bad things can still happen. Bad things still happen. That is why we have to understand that this is strange. This is what the Bible says, strange. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 12, it said, um, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange things happened unto you. In, in, in um, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 7. 1 Peter 1, 7. It says here that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, whenever we put our faith in God, uh, sometimes the Lord allows trials. Do not get discouraged of the trials. Do not get discouraged. Pray to the Lord that we will, we will be spared from trials, but if trials come, embrace it as coming from the Lord. And when we do that, that when we do that, the Lord will be glorified in our lives. That is the trial, you know, um, of fire, fiery trials. And it will just, um, you know, give glory to God when we pass the trial. The woman in Saripan was like that. She is now... A believer in God, she has, she believes in the Lord God of Israel. 
she believes in the word of the man of God and, and that pastor uh, uh, Elijah um, encouraged her to put her, her faith in the Lord and she did and the Lord uh, performed that miracle and the food uh, continued supply and uh, um, and her faith grew and her faith you know strengthened now comes another level of trials and testing the death of her child and with the death of her child comes her faith collapses that is a problem now we are on fire for the Lord we believe in God we thank the Lord for all the blessings in our lives and we can see the hands of God moving in us and then all these good things are happening because of the grace of God and then all of a sudden bang problem first again go back to first Kings chapter uh, 17 verse number 18 this time and she the woman in Sarephath said unto Elijah what have I to do with thee, O thou, son, o thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? Now she is blaming Elijah. When her child died, the widow turned on Elijah and reproached him and even blamed him for her son's death. Now think, think for a moment. If that would happen to us, if there's someone in our church that I would be helping and helping and helping, all of a sudden something is wrong happening to the family and now the family will blame me. Or if that will happen to Matthew in work work. He will work for the Lord and preach the gospel and share the gospel and people may be one to the Lord and, and, and invite them to come to church and then uh, uh, they, 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 perhaps people would begin to be joyful in their service to God and, and everything goes well and, and, and fine and then uh, um, miracles of God happen in their lives and, and, and blessings will come and all those testimonies of, of uh, God's hand and then... And, for many months and many years and all of a sudden there's a problem that will arise and when the problem comes they will blame Matthew because this is what happened exactly what happened to Elijah Elijah came to the rescue to this family Elijah wherever he goes the Lord will provide him if Elijah did not arrive to this woman's house the whole household would be dead or salvation. Elijah came and as if like the Savior now is the woman. Uh, of course, it is the Lord, you know, providing for the woman and the woman providing for Elijah. But it is because of Elijah that this family has been provided. And now Elijah came in, helped and set the financial situation there of this family set it in order and they are now live a normal life food is provided everything is taken care of and now death comes to this child and the and the mother blamed elijah she blamed elijah for the death of her son you know what happened to this woman 
her faith in God collapses. It collapses. She was riding high because of the miracles of God and all of a sudden, bang! Finish. You know what? Um, this woman, for a short period, praise the Lord, it's only for the short period of time, she became bitter. She became, you know, skeptic. And she could not accept it that her son died. And maybe her son died because of this pastor blaming me of my past sins. <laughs> and uh, all those things come, came out from the woman. Because that's what she said here. In verse number 18. What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? In other words, the whole purpose of the arrival of Elijah into the life of the woman is just to slay his son, her son. That's in her mind. That the whole purpose why Elijah arrived because God used, will use Elijah to kill the child. You cannot really, you know, argue with the woman because she was there, this. She was in distress. And she nearly maybe got insane in here. Because she is now blaming her pastor. <laughs> she is now blaming Elijah. She began to doubt in God. She became very bitter now. I believe Elijah could not could not open the Bible, the, the woman will not read the Bible. Um, when, when maybe Elijah would, would, would ask for a pause, let's pause for a while and let's pray, the, I think the woman would not allow it. Without word, Elijah, the only thing that he could do is remove the child from the woman and then remove and take the child and seek the Lord. Apart from the, the, the woman should be awake because she will just, she will just a uh, distraction there of, uh, of uh, Elijah's prayer to God. So that's what happened. But I will tell you, my friend, what happened to this woman is very, very um, similar to so many occasions and many situations um, in the life of God's people. God's people often react uh, in this kind of situation when the times of their trials come with the times of their testing in their faith come. And then they begin to ask. They will just question things. Does God care? What have I to do? What, what have I done to deserve these things? Why I, I'm the only person that suffered this kind? Why all those people that they do not have God and they live as if there's no place of suffering for them. Why is this that we, we, are, we, have, we have faith in God and those people that do not have God, they are so rich and it seems like they have no problem with money. Why is this that um, we, are, we have faith in God and, and those people that do not have God have a lot of houses in Oakland? <laughs> we, we, we raise that kind of question. Why has this has it happened to me? 
Anyone can answer me. People will have this kind of question and asking, uh, this kind of question, blaming God of what had happened to them. You see? But we can notice another thing here. When her faith was tested, she remembered her sin. <laughs> well, you know when Elijah arrived? We do not know that she has sinned. No one knows. When everything went well, no one knows that she has sinned. No one knows. When, when um, Elijah arrived, prayed to God, miracles performed, then food is, you know, on the table, every single meal, food is there, and the Lord has provided everything, everything went well, and no one knows that this woman has a hidden sin. <laughs> no one knows until this problem came. Again, we can, we can work in our mind, maybe the Lord really, you know, the Lord has not forgotten the sin of this woman. And this woman thinks that, uh, I think I'm, I'm okay now with the Lord. I think, look at this. Look at this. I think my sin, uh, I don't really have to think about. I don't really have to reflect about that sin. I don't really have to, to, I don't really have to think, you know, feeling guilt, guilty about that sin. I think, I think the Lord understands it. We do not know. I, I'm just speculating what's in her mind because no one knows that this woman has, you know, secret sin in her life until this problem comes. In other words, we can say here that, you know, when, when her faith was tested by God, then this woman remembered her sin. She remembered that sin. And again, it is a good thing, it is a good thing that God remembers her sin, I mean, the woman remembers her sin after the uh, punishment of God in her life because God's chastening, my friend, sometimes God's chastening would cause us to search our hearts. That's what happened. You know what? I remember I drove from, it was Sunday. I think that was our first first Sunday or second Sunday. I, I, I don't know if Brother Bone could remember this. From Mount Wellington. We are very new in New Zealand. You know, back in, in the Philippines, I was a member of the fire department and we have this badge, like a police, police badge. We put that badge in our, do you have that thing? In your wallet? We put this badge in our wallet. The badge, the shape is like a bronze. It's like a police badge. And then we drive in the Philippines and then the situm or whatever it is that will uh, apprehend us. And then uh, when we begin to, you know, pull our uh, license, we open our wallet, show that badge, you know, not really showing it, just open it to show that we have badge. And then they will see, oh, no sir, no sir, go, 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 go. When they see the badge, when you open your wallet and see the badge, they, they thought that we are, I know, uh, from police department. And we, I tell you, it, it happened to me a lot of time and it saved, my badge saved me a lot of time. <laughs> 
Then we arrived here, drove from Mount Wellington for the second Sunday, maybe that was the second Sunday. I was in Barong. That was hot, you know, hot day in November, um, coming to December. So it's a really warm day. Very clear road. Nielsen, is it Church Street? Then turn left to Nielsen, take my way. And then when I look far ahead, whoa, there was this blink of light. Police car. <laughs> Police car. I know, I know, I, I, I you know, uh, over speeding. That was very clear. I, I understand over speeding. And then I was pulled over. The police came and then said, so why are you in a hurry? So, uh, I'm, I'm going to church. He said, that one up there is not always for your way. <laughs> I'm okay. He was, he was like, um, you know, um, mocking. He was mocking me, but it's okay. Um, uh, uh, what's my um, uh, over, uh, overspeeding? Yeah, yeah. You run how much? Uh, how much was that? 39. 79. Yeah, 79. 29. 29. So how much is that? $230. I look, I'm looking at that um, bill. I said, this is all my, my penalty from the Philippines. <laughs> 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 My penalties in the Philippines. I paid in New Zealand. <laughs> we cannot escape here. We will pay our price. Then, yeah, and also in Australia. <laughs> I said, all my penalties in the Philippines, I paid in Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> you know, when we sin, we rem uh, when, when we are punished, we remember our sin. I remember my sins. And again, it's not um, that I believe, you know, those, those people, they're okay. The, the police people in the Philippines, uh, the Sitom, they're, they're okay. But the Lord looking from above, the Lord is watching, uh, that is not right. All the rest of the people will pay and you will not pay. Okay, we, we will, I will meet you somewhere in New Zealand. <laughs> the Lord is marking my head. Every time I drive here, the Lord is watching my head. No, no this is my son. No. <laughs> I, will, I will teach him, you know, listen to him. I understand that. I pay my price. <laughs> we cannot run away from the Lord. And the woman here, after she was confronted with this problem, she remembered her sin. And it's a good thing. Because we need to search our hearts. The sins that we have done, those things, there is penalty to those things. Oh, no one knows. No one sees. I thought that no one knows my sins in the Philippines about the driving. <laughs> oh, I paid in the Philippines. I cannot pay all those um, penalties. But now I'm paying. You see... That is what God wants us to search our hearts. Search. Search and ask God for forgiveness. I have forgotten my sins there. I have forgotten my problems. I have forgotten my 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 you know uh, notoriety in the Philippines about driving. I have forgotten those. But the Lord has not forgotten it. 
when I really look at that bill, because you know, sometimes we have $80, it's okay. But when I look at the $230, and my and at that time, my house rent is only $190 a week, and now I'm paying $230 for the fine, it's just so heavy to pay this. And I was keeping on looking at that and paying this $230. More than enough, I mean, more than the payment of our rent. And I will tell you, I have forgotten to pay. And the next bill, it adds $50. It becomes $80. The moment I receive it, I pay it straight away. Instead of 280, I mean 230, I pay 280 because late payment. It, it, I really, I was mad at myself. Why I didn't pay it straight away? I could have saved the 50. But that's, really, we need to search, search ourselves. Have you? Do you have seen that you have forgotten now? <laughs> if you have seen that you have forgotten now as if things will go well, I will tell you, it will, it will knock on your door sometimes. In Psalm 139, verse number 23. Psalm 139, verse number 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Ask the Lord, Lord, forgive me, O God. Lord, I will not, I will not repeat those sins. Forgive me, Lord. Do not let me pay, Lord, those, those sins that I have done. Ask the Lord. Ask the Lord because our God is a merciful God. Ask Him in humility. Ask Him. He will, he will forgive you. Lamentations chapter 3, verse number 40. You see, uh, Lamentations 3:40. Let us search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord. Let us search. Search because the Lord, there is no sin that we have done that we, have, we, 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 we will not pay for it. We will pay for those sins. No matter how long it might take, but again, we will pay for our sins. God allow the trial to fall upon us and did also to this woman the lord allowed the trials to happen to this woman and this woman now is paying the price and she remembers her sin she remembers her sin when the when, when the lord uh, allowed the death of you know her child and this widow, in order that she might be purified as gold, and the Lord, you know, purified her by the process of, re of refining. That is really sad, but she goes through the process of refining. There was that sin that lingers in her mind, or maybe had forgotten for a while, and when God allowed the death of her child, she remembers the sin. And when she remembers the sin, that's the time that she came to the Lord and asked the Lord, Lord, forgive me. Lord, please don't take my child because of that sin. 
Lord have mercy upon me. And I believe while, while, while uh, Elijah was begging the Lord, I believe the woman also was begging the Lord. Forgiveness from God. While Elijah cried unto the Lord, right here also down below, the woman also remembers her sin and she, she, she just begged the Lord to forgive her of her sins. And the Lord hearkened and listened unto the prayer of the woman and unto the prayer of Elijah. In the Bible, in the Bible you see that Elijah's prayer was heard. But I will tell you also, God considers the heart of the, of the woman. And the woman also was heard by God. Because at the end of the day, Elijah was not gravely affected with that. Although she, he's affected, but the person really that gravely affected to the death of the child is the woman. So if the child will be, will be alive again, the woman will, would benefit it. Not Elijah. Not so much of Elijah. So in other words, although the Bible does not say here, while Elijah was praying to God, and the Lord answered the prayers of Elijah, because also perhaps one consideration is the woman, the prayer of the woman. In other words, what I'm saying, brothers and sisters, when we sin against the Lord, we beg God for the forgiveness of that sin. And if your pastor will pray for you, then you also pray yourself. And then when the Lord, when the Lord look at us, and the Lord will forgive our sins because your pastor or someone else pray for you and you yourself who committed such sins ask God for mercy and then I believe the Lord um, will, will just forgive um, us of our sins. Because that's what I see. That's what I see in this situation. Although the Bible was following Elijah, what, what he did and what he, 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 he has done to the child he warmed up the child and his body and prayed to God. But the woman was not in the picture of the Bible, but I believe the woman was crying to God, begging God for mercy, begging God and asking for the forgiveness of her sins. And then the Lord heard both the prayer of the woman and also the prayer of Elijah and to give the child another life. You see, that was this process that the woman um, went through. She was purified like gold. That's what Job said in, in Job 23 verse 10. But he knoweth the way that I take. When he had tried me, I shall come forth as gold. When the Lord will try us, then after the trial, after the trial, when, when the trial will be done, then we will be shining, you know, for the glory of the Lord Jesus. The woman here at first was hysterical and resentful. But notice the, uh, the, the reaction of Elijah is so different. Elijah's reaction was, was really a great blessing. Elijah did not buy those words and, and and you know that's very insulting the woman now began to insult the, the, the man of God because of what happened to his to her son and it's because of you 
because you came into our lives and this is the problem now. Delighted to survive, you know. The woman was just was just so sad that uh, it happened to her. So Elijah did not did not buy the um, you know rhetoric of this woman. Elijah understood the situation, and and I believe uh, his reaction is really a blessing. The reaction of Elijah was really a blessing um, to this woman and Elijah there was um, Elijah was thinking of you know do I have to leave this house here and leave these people alone why is now I'm, I'm, I'm going to be blamed of what happened to them you know the trials came then this woman and her faith collapses but we will see the operation of faith that happened um, to this woman and this woman and Elijah both of them believe in God both both of them you know uh, experienced the Lord's a miracle and blessing but Elijah stood firm and strong in, in his faith but the woman's faith collapses now Look at Elijah. Let's take a look at this man. Although he is deeply moved because of what has happened here, because of the situation of um, the whole scenario here, despite that the woman now puts her trust in the Lord, and despite the trust that she has in the Lord, she goes through this very, very difficult situation. But it's amazing that Elijah was so gentle. He was so gentle. I will tell you, we need, you know, as a, as a man of God, as a woman of God, we need to have this gentle and, and calm um, assurance of uh, the people around us. Me, as a pastor, I think I need this grace. I need the grace of God to be able to put position myself calmly and and you know, um, um, just just be a blessing here. Just be a um, a person that will see the solution to the problem, not to add the problem. Because for for at, at an instance here, if I maybe come around and then the people will now blame me. Okay, okay, I'm out of here. You, you find another pastor to help you out of here. It's not helping the problem. Elijah, after he was blamed of the things that he did not do, it was God. But because he was the man of God, then he was to be blamed. And he just kept calm and, and allowed that to, to, to be thrown at him. Wow, what, what a grace of God in his life this is what the people need we as servants of god we need to have this kind of you know um, um resolve we should be able to um, um neutralize neutralize the provocation 
if someone will try to provoke us to be angry at situation, then we have to seek the Lord. Because this is our ministry. And this is what we are. God places us in this ministry. And this ministry is, you know, uh, um, propelled by love. Propelled by um, long-suffering. And that's what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, verse number 4. Charity. The word charity is divine love. It is a love that's coming from heaven. That charity does not come from within us. We have our love for our parents and that is natural. And we have our love for our spouse. That is natural. We have our love towards our children. That is natural. We have our love towards the people around, the good people, to be particular. But that is natural. But this divine love is divine, coming from heaven. This is the love that we cannot have. This is the love that we cannot manufacture in our hearts. This is the love of God. That this love, you know, um, to give love to those people who are not lovable. To love even your enemies. Love your enemies. Do good to them that hate you. Can you do that? No, I don't do that. It's impossible for us to do that. It's impossible if we do not have Christ. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Can we do that? Impossible. Now, it's impossible for those who do not have Christ. But because we have Christ, then we can do that. We can love the unlovable. We can love our enemies. We can love those people who mock us. We can love those people who you know, despitefully use us. That is the divine love. That is charity being spoken here by Paul. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. Is not puffed up. Does not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. This is the love of God. Even though people think evil on us, we don't think evil on them. That is divine. You see, this is now very much observable in the life of Elijah. He did not buy those words, those empty words, those words that will provoke him to anger. He doesn't need it at the moment. He needs God. So just went with the child upstairs and helped. Because he is there to solve, to, to help solve the situation. He is not there to add to the problem. Many Christians will try to help and then at the end, the problems getting worse. Many Christians will try to, uh, to, you know, advise people, to give counsel to people, only to find out that they themselves have the same problem. You remember that story of Pastor Babius? That there was this uh, person um, who's about to jump in the bridge, 
And this guy tried to stop this person. Hey, 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 don't jump, don't jump. And then the person who said, really about to jump. Hey, don't jump, what's your problem? Let's talk, let's talk around the problem. Don't jump. No, no, I have to finish it all. I have, I'm, I'm, no one loves me, no one cares for me, so I have to finish it all. No, no, let's talk, let's talk. Come down and let's talk. And he was able to persuade the man. He came down, they sat side by side, and they talked, and later on, both of them jumped. <laughs> you give counsel, and you yourself, as problems, and even worse. You see, Elijah must be the one to solve this problem. And he knows who can solve this problem. There's no other one, not the woman, not the family, not even himself. He knows that it is God who can solve this problem. And he knows it, and he ran with the child and asked God to begin to solve the problem. And the Lord blessed him with his attitude. I will tell you, the attitude of Elijah is so important here. If you are a servant of God, your attitude is very important me, my attitude to the problem is so important. My attitude to the situation is so important. We need the grace of God. We need God in every step of the way. We need the Lord. We need Him. We cannot do this job without Him. You see, this kind of um, um, faith of Elijah, the faith of Elijah keeps calm when the blow falls. It trusts in God when his purpose cannot be traced. When even Elijah could not understand why is this happening? Why is this happening? Lord, please, Lord, help this situation. Notice what Elijah did. When, when Elijah went away with a child into the upper loaf, um, this is what he said. And, and he cried, verse number 20. 1 Kings 17, verse 20. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord, my, uh, my God, why thou also brought evil upon the, upon the widow? He, he could not understand. Elijah, being the man of God himself, could not understand. But it's not about, you know, um, um, knowing the situation. He needs to have the solution to this problem. And he knows where to go and find a solution. He knows where the solution really uh, belongs. Solution is with the Lord. So the Lord is the one that can help them and solve this problem. And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. He begged the Lord. He asked God, and because he prayed with fervent prayer, he was serious in his prayer, the Lord answered the prayer of Elijah. And again, this faith of Elijah, uh, again, once relates to the trial um, to God. Elijah took the child, he went to his room, and got down before the Lord and again related the whole situation to the Lord. 
In verse number 19, verse number 20, then again, what a great act of faith that was in Elijah's um, part. Because what he did really here is just of faith. Elijah was not a doctor. Elijah does not know, perhaps, you know, um, um, medical condition of the person. And this is what he did to, 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 to heal this, this child in verse number 19. And he said here, and he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son? You see, Elijah's faith led him to the throne of grace and asking God that sits on the throne and the God of grace give Elijah what he asked for. And the Lord bless Elijah and the woman. You see, my friend, we have a we have very much similar situation with this um, woman. We have very much similar situation perhaps with Elijah. But again, the Lord must be honored and must be glorified in the life uh, of his people. When trials of faith come, what is your response? When, 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 the, when the faith of your loved ones, when the faith of your spouse, when the faith of your children, when the faith of your parents collapse, what is your response? I hope we see the, the, the response of Elijah because that's very crucial also for us. That despite of what happened to this world, we know that we have a God that is in control of all these things. And we can trust in the Lord. Rather than us creating and, and, you know, and adding to the problem. Put your trust in the Lord. Whatever happens, put your faith in God. Because people, they have weak faith. People have weak faith. This woman, she believes in God, but when problems come, she blames the, son of Adam, the man of God. Because her faith is weak. But praise God, Elijah had a strong faith. And this is written here, because you know you and I can experience may experience the same thing situations at least we know that whatever things happen to this world you know we have a God that is in control of the situation and we can put our trust in the Lord and our faith in him because he knows how to solve the problem this is the problem really that in our eyes in our in our mind there's no more solution there's no more solution to this problem. The child is dead already. There's no more solution. And and Elijah is not is not a medically you know inclined person. He does not know medicine. There's no more hope here. It's it's dead. It's finished. 
But be, because Elijah believed that God would work a miraculous work in him. And he believed in God and he got it. He got it. The Lord blessed Elijah and the Lord blessed the woman and the Lord was glorified. And that is what God wants to happen. Despite of the severe situation, the, uh, the situations in our lives, we must, at the end of the day, the Lord must be glorified. And we must, you know, put there and apply the operation of faith and understand and learn that God must be glorified in all things that happen to us. Let's bow and pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for speaking to us. It is um, life of the woman in Saripan and Elijah, Lord, his faith, his resolve, his, um, the blessing, Lord, of Elijah. And help us, Lord, that God forbid we'll have situation. Please, Lord, fill us with your power and enable us, Lord, to act according to your will and help us Lord that we will be a people that will be the solutions to the problems not the people that will add to the problems Lord I pray that you will raise a people in our church that will become a blessing to the people around us and that your glory Lord will be magnified in our church. Bless your people once again, Lord. Thank you, Lord, uh, for all the favors that you have given to us. We, we are so glad, of oh God, that uh, we see in the scripture how you work because these things can be a warning to us because these things can happen to anyone. And help us, Lord, that we'll be able to act according to your will. Bless your people once again. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.